to the Momnificent Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them even in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Karin Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Momnificent Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Maybe you've lost sleep at night because your child is struggling in school academically or behaviorally. I know. I've seen this happen. I know how it can leave you feeling embarrassed, confused, maybe even helpless at a loss of what to do, right? Well, I found a process that can help you. You'll be able to experience a connection with your child that unlocks their full potential, even in their most challenging moments. I've practiced it for the past decade, and it's something I really want to share with parents now. So I created a six-week course coming up on October 12th, one night a week, 78 p.m., on Zoom on Tuesdays. If you can have a good relationship with your child, wouldn't it be worth it to build on that? Even in their most difficult moments. I can't wait to show you. I hope you just take a minute and think about joining this course. I would love to see you there. I'd love to work with you and share what I've learned all these years to see you get the benefit of connecting with your kid, even in those most difficult moments where sometimes you kind of feel helpless. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to stay that way. So consider joining me and I hope to see you there. Simone Knego leads an extraordinary life, wife to a neurosurgeon and mother to six children and three dogs. With her larger than life personality and fearless attitude, she splits her time between her family, businesses, and personal growth. She is a powerful force for good. In her new best-selling book that came out in 2020 of September, The Extraordinary Unordinary You, she shares her journey of adopting three of her children from Ethiopia and South Korea, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro to raise cancer awareness, and all of the funny, inspiring, and scary stories that came along the way. Simone, welcome to Momnificent. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me here today. So Simone, you were an elementary teacher, a CPA, an entrepreneur, now an author, a speaker. Let's start out. Okay, so go back to what inspired you, maybe in different of those um, careers in your life, kind of what took you to the next thing? Yeah, I think really what took me to the next thing is that I didn't feel the passion, right? Like I I started off as a CPA. I actually, I was, I was pre-med. And then I failed organic chemistry. And the second time through, I got a D in it. And I said, okay, that's probably not for me. <laughs> so I was good at math. And so my my dad was like, well, why don't you go into accounting? That's a great profession. And so I said, okay, I'll go into accounting. And I got my bachelor's and master's at the same time. And I took the CPA exam and I passed it. And I said, if I don't pass it, I'm not going to continue, but I did pass it. So then I had to work in the field for a few years, which was good because I realized that it wasn't for me. And I was lucky that I was able to change my mind. And I'm a big believer in that it's okay to change your mind. And we kind of have one life and we should, I'm not saying go quit, quit your job tomorrow, but um, figuring out where you fit in this world, where you feel comfortable and where you feel like you can truly make a difference. And what about being a teacher? Only because... 
me coming yeah. from a background. I was like, oh, really? That's so cool. Yeah, I I loved it actually. So I went back to school after I had all of the kids and because I thought, well, I already have a classroom. Might as well go go back to school and have this as my job. And the hardest part was that I was paying my babysitter more than I was making, which is, you know, it, like it's a sad reality, right? Like, you know how much work teachers put in and how valuable they are. And um, I just, with six kids, it was just impossible to to manage that. So I did it for three years and um, lots of great experiences, um, but it was kind of like, okay, I, my husband's like, now let's, why don't you look at something where you're going to make money? And that's when I went into medical sales. <laughs> and then from there, there's been lots of little things, but you know, really at, in the end, it was figuring out that what I, what I truly loved was sharing my stories where my passion lies is really, you know, talking about different issues, talking about our struggles, not just our shiny moments, but all of the different things. Because if sharing my stories, you know, allows me to impact one person's life, then I feel like I've made a difference. Yeah. And what would you say to someone listening who maybe they're in a job or career that isn't kind of like what makes them smile and wake up every day, but it's always that thought of like, yeah, but I can't just stop. And then like, like then find something like, what do I do in the meantime? And you know, all those like, what if questions that really, I think hold probably many people back from really changing or doing or stepping out and trying something new. So like, what would you say about that? Yeah, it's, it's hard. I think that a big part of it is kind of seeing what can you do after the work hours end? What can you kind of immerse yourself in to figure out what you are passionate about? And then, you know, it takes some time, but then figuring out how you can turn that into a career. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's going to be the after hours stuff that you really love more than your day job. But when you find something that you're passionate about, it's worth going after. So you were sitting in an audience one day, listening to the speaker on the stage and thinking, I could never do that. I'll never be then. What transpired that brought you to this moment today where now you are a public speaker? It was believing in myself, I think for a long time. And it's it's funny, the more I write, the more I speak, the more I realize the struggles that I had for so long in terms of not believing myself, having that complete self-doubt, even looking at my mom. My mom, she went to medical school in the early 1960s. She came from rural Pennsylvania. Her mom had a sixth grade education. Her dad worked in the coal mines and a local brewery. And But she knew she wanted to be educated. And she saw a library for the first time in 10th grade. And opening that door opened the world to her and changed her life. And, you know, so I looked at her, you know, of course, growing up with a mom who is a doctor, I just thought, oh, she's a doctor. But then realizing what she went through and everything that she went through, you know, she really struggled with imposter syndrome. She struggled with that self-doubt, even though she had accomplished so much. And so I think like, that's kind of how I started my path too. I didn't, I struggled, you know, I had these doubts about everything I did. And yes, I had six kids and from the outside, and a lot of times this happens from the outside, everything looks great. But, you know, when you don't believe in yourself and when you struggle to feel good about yourself, it's kind of hard, hard to put your best self forward. And so there was a turning point for me. And that kind of was the, trust me, there's still the voice inside my head. Um, it's not a light switch, but really believing myself and realizing that I am as valuable and we all are as valuable as everybody else on this planet. I love that message that you bring. Thank you. And 
And what if someone listening is feeling like I wake up every day, Simone, feeling like I'm going through the motions. Nothing I do is making an impact on anyone. What, what would you say to them? Everything you do is making an impact because, I mean, think about it. When we, when we go to a coffee shop, right, and we're standing in line, just being kind to someone can totally change their day, the way you interact with the barista. Like you're ask them about their day. Customer service isn't customer service. It's a human, right? So I think if we think about things a little bit differently, we realize that everything we do impacts other people. So when we start our day and say, how can I make an impact that's positive? You know, that's what we do. And it can be really simple things. Again, saying hi to someone on an elevator. Elevators are really funny things, right? I mean, people want to look at the numbers and they want to like, it's it's the craziest experience. Or we all stare but, at our phones. Yeah. Right? like Because we, we, we don't engage anymore. Yeah. But but I engage and it cracks my kids up. Actually, it probably annoys them. But I, I'll be like, hey, how's it going? Oh, wait. The, you know, and people will look at me like, wait, are you, you? Talking to, are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking. You're Where the only you other person from? here. <laughs> so people, especially I think since COVID, it's even made it more worse because I think with mascot, it just like quiets people or silences them a little bit more. And so I think it, um, I absolutely love that you brought that up, but, but so what if someone is struggling with like that self-doubt or, or, or the, the lack of believing themselves, like what were some of those small steps you took or, or what's something someone listening could start doing, or maybe they need to stop doing. Yeah. Well, so the things I started doing, and again, 10 years ago, if you would have said that I would be doing this, I would have laughed, but, um, positive affirmations every morning you know, something to really get my day going. And, you know, because when I start that way, I finish that way. I really bring a different mindset to my whole day. And, you know, my kids will wake up cranky and, you know, even though they're teenagers now, maybe even more so now. Um, And I'll be like, good morning. What would you like for breakfast? And they're like, nothing. I'm like, <laughs> no, really, what would you like for breakfast? And, you know, they'll, they'll be annoyed with me. But for me, bringing that positivity, I think it I think it helps the people around you as well. Um, but the second part of the question is, what did I stop doing? I stopped comparing myself to other people. I mean, we could go through that all day long of, I don't have that, that person has that, or I don't look like that. I mean, I used to do that, like, I don't look like that in a bikini. My kids don't smile like that for every family photo. Okay, they're not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. I am who I am. And, you know, by comparing myself to other people constantly, all it does is make me miserable. It's It doesn't do any good. And so when I changed my mindset and said, okay, what good can I do each day? Not looking at what anybody else is doing. Let's look at what I can do. And that for me was, you know, a huge mindset shift. And when you make those small, subtle, like say hello to the person at Dunkin' Donuts or make conversation with the guy at Home Depot making your keys or or whatever it is, you, you actually walk away kind of feeling a little better about yourself. Like you kind of like forget all those things that you were dealing with before that spiral us downward into negativity. Some of my best conversations have been with strangers. (laughs) No offense to my husband and kids. I mean, obviously those are great conversations too, but um, you know, like when you sit down on a plane next, again, we're in different times, right? It's much more, it's, it's complicated because people are afraid and, but really sitting down and asking someone about their day. And it's funny because what I've seen 
for my kids, especially my older kids and my husband, is a transformation as well. So my my husband's really funny. He does not like doing any kind of customer service calls. And so one day he said to me, can you do this? And I was like, no, I think you got it. Like you got this one. And so he's like, okay. So he calls and he, he calls me back and he's like, guess what? I was like, what? He goes, I pulled a Simone. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I started off with like an authentic conversation, asking them about their day. And we had this great conversation and then they fixed my issue and it wasn't an issue. And I was like, you know, again, it's not, their name isn't customer service. They're like a real human. So, you know, I think it's, it's a good thing to be able to choose to be kind each day. Yeah. And just connect. Yeah. Connect with someone. Yeah. So many motivational books will tell you that in order to better the world, we've got to first better ourselves, right? Work on something, work on this, et cetera. So sometimes it can feel like it's so much work and hard work to really change who we are. But you share that you really only need to change the way you see yourself and the world around you will change. How did you come to that conclusion and how do we start to change how we see ourselves? Yeah. A long road of you know, really believing that, again, constantly trying to change myself. And again, looking back to my mom, and I remember every weekend on the couch, she'd be sitting there reading another self-help book of, if you change this, this, and this, this would be better. And for me, I really think, and I, and I truly believe that we all bring extraordinary things to the world. We just need to realize it. So when we take a step back and say, wait, I'm already doing really great stuff. And I had a friend who, after she read my book, she said, you know, I really did feel like I wasn't making a difference, but her kids are swimmers. And she said that she would be cooking dinner for the entire team. And she just felt like, well, that's nothing. And now she's like, that's a big deal. I'm like, that is a big deal. You just like nourished all these kids before or after a meet. Like those things are really, really important. Um, but, you know, really taking a step back and saying, okay, what what are the things I, I did today? Starting with the positive affirmations um, and not looking at what anybody else is doing and getting rid of the jealousy of it. Like I I remember a few times where, you know, I'm always thinking like, what's wrong in this situation? So like I would send out an email to someone and I was asking for something or telling them something and and I didn't get a response and I didn't get a response. And then I'm like second guessing everything and and like, did I say it wrong? Did I, what, what did I do wrong here? And my husband one day said to me, Simone, they're not even, they're not thinking about you. Like they might not have even read that email. You are getting yourself so worked up over this. And sure enough, like two days later, I got a response. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. This is what I can do. And, you know, it's one of those eye-opening moments as well that sometimes I think we make bigger situations out of what's happening. And when we start believing in ourselves and looking in the mirror and saying, hey, I, I bring cool things to the world. I, yeah, and we have our, you know, there's moments that are not great, you know, like, okay, I just screamed at the kids for something. Why did I do that? Like that was, you know, and, but we are human, right? And we, we all make mistakes. There's no such thing as perfection. And realizing that by changing just one little thing a day, just saying, again, starting my day with something positive and ending my day with something that I'm thankful for. Um, that's a new practice. Actually, I started after being on one of the podcasts that I've been on because 
you know, I, w- I wasn't thinking about it like that. I was thinking about just the positivity part. But then when I get to the end of the day, I'm thankful for something. And there's always something that I feel good about from each day. Yeah. And um, so I love how the way you see yourself, the world will change just by how you look at it. Like it really just starts with us right inside. And yet probably you could speak to how, what if when we do something wrong, we mess up, we, you know, our faults. Hmm. I'm sure that you can speak to that because that, that just, again, takes us spiraling straight down to the bottom of, you know, you're just like, okay, but, but how do we, what, how do we get past when we have our faults and we make mistakes and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a great, if you have time for a story, I have a great example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was in the, I took my daughter to Starbucks drive through and we're, we couldn't get in the line because it was too long. It was like hanging out. So we were in the parking lot. And so I was trying to put my car right in the right position. So I wasn't blocking anybody. And the line starts to move and someone from the parking lot just jumps in front of me into the, into the line. And I lose it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm sure there were bad words coming out of my mouth as well. And, um, <laughs> and I'm like, do they not see, like, does, do people not know what lines are these days? You know, and I'm literally like losing it. And my daughter looks at me like with really, you know, wide eyed and said, you okay, mom? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, I'm not okay. I'm like really angry about this. She's like, mom, I think you might need to reread your book. I think you've forgotten qu- quite a few things about patience and understanding and hello, uh, you might want to practice what you preach. And of course, then like I'm laughing hysterically because here I just got called out by my 13-year-old daughter for making bad choices. And um, we so we continue on the conversation about like you know you you always say mom that you know we don't know what anybody else is going through we can't walk in their shoes maybe she's having a bad morning maybe she didn't even see you waiting like all of these different things that so we get up to the window to pay and of course the car had paid for our drinks and yeah and so then my daughter says well since she paid for our drinks, can we pay for the car behind us? And how long do you think that will last for? So it was a great conversation because it, you know, became a teaching moment. Her teaching me, not me teaching her, um, of really that when you have, you know, something that is out of your control, like why do we make a big deal about things like that? You know, and I know in the moment sometimes it can feel like the biggest issue in the world, but it became something really positive for both of us and. Always a always a learning moment, and again, it's, it's really great when your thirteen year old is, you know, teaching teaching you about you know, life and parenting and all of those kinds of things. <laughs> right, they're like the mirror, bringing the yeah. mirror back at you, like, oh, okay, oh yeah, okay, um, you're right. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. And then, um, so I love one of your points that you say: by sharing your story, you can motivate and encourage those around you, and in doing so, change the world. What if we feel like no one will understand me? Why should I share my story? Uh, it's it's so interesting because that's what I used to think. Like, why would my stories matter? Why would my stories do anything? And that was that was my mindset. And and it changed when I really did start sharing them and people would say, Wow, you you're so inspiring. And I would literally be like, Who are they talking to? Like, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe my my stories mattered. But what I've realized over time is that the more I ask people 
for their stories. The more when they start telling them and they realize, wait, I do have a story and it it does make a difference and it can impact someone because we all have stories every day. I mean, I have really ridiculous stories some days, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what life is. But, you know, I think it's so important that we we share them. And that's what I try to accomplish with the book is just to kind of put it all out there. There's not enough pages, honestly, like especially the bloopers. There's definitely a lot of things that I could put a second book of bloopers. But, you know, our our stories really do impact other people. And it makes us realize that we're not alone. So sometimes I think when we have a struggle, we feel like we're alone. We're not alone. There's, I realized that as soon as I started talking about when I, about struggling with weight and then, you know, other women I was sitting with were like, oh my gosh, I feel exactly the same way. And, but you don't know it until you use your words, right? And words matter and being able to sit there and have a conversation can truly be life-changing. I love that you're sharing that. And, and maybe it's just the more that we hear it, the more we'll somehow change something in our mind that it's okay. It's okay to be you. It's okay to share your story. It's okay. Someone else will relate. Someone else will connect. And you are beautiful who you are today. You don't have to change one thing about yourself. Mm-hmm. You are special today. I think that is just, and I, I, I love that you're here telling us Thank this. You. And Thank the more you. people that can hear this, I think it's just going to really empower women, especially. I mean, that's what, you know, I try to reach on, on my podcast moms who, you know, they're giving so much for their kids and, and giving and giving and giving. And, and, and it's hard to stop and, and take care of yourself and, and really get yourself in that state where, yeah, you're so valuable. You, you are incredible. Just it, who you are. Yeah. It's, and it's funny because um, I was, when we dropped our, uh, son Noah at summer camp. My my daughter, my eighteen year old daughter, came with me, and we were sitting at dinner one night, and oh, we were eating some appetizer, and there was one piece left. So of course I said, um, "You need to have it." She's like, "Oh my gosh, you are such a mom." <laughs> She's like, "No matter what, if there's one thing left, you're gonna give it to me." And I was like, "Well, is that a good thing or a bad thing?" She goes, "No, it's a really like it's." That's who that's who you are. That's what you're about. You're gonna she's like, now I've seen you change in terms of like there's definitely the self-care piece now that's really important to you. But for her, it's kind of been eye-opening as well to have her say, wait, this is important. I need to start this now. I need to start thinking about how I feel about myself now instead of waiting till later. Yes, how beautiful that we because as we as women and as moms begin this process for ourselves, our kids are watching us. They're mirrors of us. And then we're going to be able to instill that in them. And maybe they won't have to deal with the struggles like we did trying to get from, you know, you know, either low self-confidence or low self-esteem or what have you. And maybe we can help them further along quicker. Yeah. Yeah. It took us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, another quick story is that I, I don't think I realized that I know I didn't realize I was, I was down on myself a lot, especially about weight. I would, you know, be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't fit in your pants again. Like, or I, or I'd say, oh, I don't want to go out tonight. I don't, you know, I'm not comfortable or whatever. And finally, my daughter said to me, you have to stop. This was years ago. You have to stop. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're telling me all the time that I'm beautiful and I look amazing. But when you look in the mirror, you are so hard on yourself and you're cruel to yourself. So how am I going to believe what you say to me when you can't even be kind to yourself? So she was, you know, I was like, Ooh, that was that, but that's what I needed. And she was so right. It's, 
they hear everything that we say. They they see everything that we do. And when we're not kind to ourselves, how are we expecting them to be kind to themselves? So, um, you know, it really that was a really eye opening moment for me. And you know, we have to be kind to ourselves. <laughs> so valuable. So, if the world is waiting for the extraordinary, unordinary you, and you are saying we already have everything inside us that we need to get started simply by being ourselves, what's one thing that a mom listening? could do or maybe what is hindering what's something we need to stop doing that's hindering us from realizing that mm. I think we're we're in this mindset and again I'm speaking on a big scale of worrying about what everybody else is thinking worrying about how you know comparing ourselves to everyone around us and if we if we can't stop doing that it's really hard to move forward because it's hard to realize what we're capable of and all the things that we bring to the world when we're constantly looking at everybody else and not ourselves. And it's it's interesting because I think if you would ask most women, they would, it doesn't matter if they're a celebrity or whoever they are, we all have struggles, right? And a lot of our struggles are because we are looking at what everyone else is doing in the world and instead of looking at what we can be doing and to me, that's one of the one of the biggest things. I was reading. I was. I'm, I've been working on a new keynote all about women, and looking at the statistics of women, not just beauty, but in the corporate world. So, I mean, crazy statistics. Like eighty percent of women in in corporate jobs uh, suffer from imposter syndrome, and when they talk about beauty. This was the craziest statistic for me, that only 4% of women worldwide would consider themselves beautiful. 4% of women. This is a study that Dove did. And that's a killer. We, we need to change that. And so in my speech, I, I make a joke, and this is no offense to aliens, but like 40% of people in our country believe in aliens, yet only 4% of women worldwide believe that they are beautiful. Like, Aww. hello, people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Samo, we got to get your book in the hands of every woman <laughs> on this earth. <laughs> and so um, I want to go to something that you were a part of uh, before. You were co-chair of the National Young Leadership for the Jewish Federation of North America. How has growing up in a Jewish community changed how you see the world and the impact each person can make, especially with the phrase you refer to, and you can tell us what it means, tikkunum olam? Yes. So... Growing, you know, growing up in the Jewish community was and still is, I'm still growing up every day, uh, amazing, right? Like we have a, it's a support system. It It is a, it is a true community. And what's really being part of the Jewish Federation and I've done a lot of volunteer work for them and really focusing on the idea of tikkun olam, which is repairing the world. And it's not about repairing the Jewish world. It's not, it, it's about repairing the world. It's really about how do we make things better every day? How do we, what's one little thing that we could do? And it's not just about giving money and it's about caring for fellow humans, right? When we, when we really look to make a difference. I mean, there's so many things happening right now. It could feel overwhelming. Um, but really saying what's one small thing 
I can do. And that has been a driving force for me throughout my adult life, especially to, to really say, how can I, how can I do something to make things better? And it's so rewarding. It is when you help other people. I, I most of the time feel like I probably get more out of it, right? At the end of the day, I'm like, wow, that was really, that, you know, that really f- was rewarding. And I feel so good after doing something. So yeah, that's kind of how yeah. I can't agree with you more. Yeah. And so I just want to take a minute or two to talk about one of your kids because when I heard that you have a child with autism, of course, it, I was like, wait, what? Tell me more. Because within our school system, we're, we, um, we're inclusive and we have students with all abilities and disabilities. And I, I was just, I would love if you, if our listeners could hear from you, like, what were some things that you dealt with raising a child with autism? Maybe, maybe some of the challenges or struggles you had that a mom might be listening and being like, oh gosh, thank God I'm not alone. And maybe just one, one or two encouraging things you could leave us with. Yeah. Um, every day is different. Uh, so we actually, Noah wasn't diagnosed until he was much older, until he was 13. Um, we knew he had ADHD. And honestly, as a mom, I knew there was more, but he's very social. And so the the doctors would say, you know, that he doesn't fit into the spectrum. And I kept saying, well, isn't that why it's a spectrum? Like, <laughs> but there's certain things, you know, that he really... I don't even want to call them challenges because this is this is Noah. That's what we always say. He's Noah, um, but he's very rigid about certain things, and you know he can get easily upset where something can be really small and it becomes a really big deal. And so, the idea of patience—I didn't know patience until I knew Noah. Knew Noah. <laughs> so three three kids in already, I. It was a different level of patience and a different level of understanding him and learning to parent him and what he needed and how much he brings to our life, right? He's he's truly a remarkable kid. I keep on like looking because, you know, his he's the middle on the bottom there. <laughs> I keep keep on looking at the picture behind oh. me. Um, but it's Every yeah, I mean every day is different, and trust me, there are days that are really difficult, and there are days that I question: Am I doing a good enough job? And my answer is yes, I'm doing a good enough job because I'm doing my best. And he is—he just started ninth grade, and you know the work is—he's like, I don't think I want to do high school. I'm like, well, actually, his his thirteen year old sister, she's. Oh, always has an answer. She's hilarious. She said, well, the rules are you have to go into school until you're 18. So get over it. <laughs> um, That's but, simple. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's that simple. Um, but, you know, he is, we've learned a lot. I mean, he has made tremendous strides and he he does great in school. And he went to a, an amazing camp this summer for kids. It's It's actually like a camp for court kids is kind of their tagline. And it was actually one of the most touching moments for me because he called, they, they're allowed to do one phone call from camp. And he called and I said, how do you feel? And he's like, I'm having an amazing time. I've made so many friends. The kids here are just like me. Oh and he's God. never said anything like that before because some of the kids can be really – cruel, right? Like, you know, um, and we're all different. So that's what I always say to my kids is we're all different. There's not one of us 
that are the same. There is no no such thing as normal. Um, so when someone says something like that, just don't even think about it because it's not real. Like we all are our version of normal <laughs> where, you know, when we all bring, like he brings so many amazing things to our lives, to the world. And, you know, it's been a, a fascinating journey to watch him progress and, and how he just, and how he sees the world. That's another thing. Like, it's just fascinating. The things that like, again, things that I might make a big deal about. He's like, why is that a big deal? I'm like, oh, you're right. It's not. <laughs> so thank you. Yes, I know. Another, <laughs> another child parenting me, which is, you know, that's their job, honestly. So <laughs> once you have six kids, you kind of have to be parented by the children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I love those stories. So what are the three things that you want our magnificent listeners to embrace from our conversation today? So again, the first thing is that truly, I truly believe that we don't need to change who we are, that we need to change the way we see ourselves. And I I think it just, because we do all have so many amazing things that we bring to the world and we all matter. I mean, when we talk to talk about women, you know, mothers, daughters, sisters, friends, we change the world, right? I mean, think about it. We change the world. So that's number one. Um, second thing is I used to say the word can't a lot. Um, oh, I can't do that. Or, you know, I can't fit in the, can't means won't in our house. So, uh, which means you're not even going to try. So what I like to say to people, instead of saying you can't do something, ask yourself if you want to, because if you ask yourself, if you want to, that'll tell you, if you want to do it, put in the work behind it, set a goal, put in the work, but can't doesn't, doesn't do anything for anybody. (laughs) Um, and the last thing, the way I used to talk about myself, I would say, I'm just a stay at home mom. I'm just Rob's wife. I'm just whatever, justifying, justifying what I'm doing with my life. We don't need to justify anything. Like we are, whether you're in the corporate world or you're a stay-at-home mom or you're whatever you're doing, like you're making a huge difference and you don't need to justify anything to anyone. You just need to be doing good things in your life, good things in the world. And that's all that matters. I love that. So as you're listening to this podcast, just think to yourself, I am totally special. I am valuable. I value, I bring value to others. No matter if you do anything ever again, it's like that pure thing of just being just because you are, and you, we're not human doing, we are human doings, but I think we do so much. We forget that it just, just be, just be you. Thanks for being you. Right. Something just, it's almost like so simple. It's it's ridiculous to think that it's that simple, but it really is just going back to those simple, basic truths. Yeah. And when you, yeah, Yeah, when you think about it, it really, it does seem really, it is really simple. And I think that's sometimes why we don't think that it's enough, (laughs) but, but it is, I mean, it really, it's more, we are more than enough. We're not just enough. We are more than enough. And the simple things are what really matters. I love that. Well, Simone, thank you so much for joining me today. You are an absolutely beautiful person. It's been a pleasure just meeting you on this call. And I can't wait to continue following and just being inspired and learning and 
and just being reminded of that to just catch myself like, wait, oh, stop that thought. Wait, okay, I'm going to change that thought back to this. I'm, 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 I'm going to feel like you're on my shoulder. <laughs> Oh, good. That's that's exciting. Thank you. <laughs> so, and I just love how you you just inspire us to recognize that today who we are is already a gift to the world, and you inspire us to be the change like we want to see in the world, like Gandhi teaches us. And um, thank you, thank you, thanks so much for having me here today. I really appreciate it. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy.